0: Okay, well, we'll do what's called a temporal pincer move and get this thing rolling. It's It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's
1: Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero
0: Slate,
1: oh yeah.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate,
1: the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this
0: episode has nothing to do
1: with uh, superheroes or
0: TVs, but movies. We're doing a (laughs) review of the movie Tenet.
1: Yes. Beggars can't be choosers in the world of 2020. No. This is a movie I think we would normally pass, not because we don't like Christopher Nolan uh, as, a, as a filmmaker, but uh, there's not a whole lot going out there in the world of 2020 when it yeah. comes to movie reviews. But, you know, it actually wouldn't be too mm-hmm. hard to connect us to the podcast. Uh, Christopher Nolan is the only director who I would say has done a complete Batman story arc within, um, within yeah. films. You know, he made three movies back-to-back, you know, all coalesce very well the char- you know the actors aren't recast uh you know it's a it's a yeah. pretty it's a it's a full complete story uh if you like all of them or you don't like all of them and, so, on, uh,
0: and on the flip side uh, one of the main actors Robert Pattinson is the newest Batman
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's another way to connect it. <laughs> so uh, It's it's the pincer movement right there. You got the future and the past uh, connecting all in this movie, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, exactly. So this movie, um, just so everyone has, has been out since September 3rd in theaters mm-hmm. uh, after delay after delay. And then um, for some reason, they just wanted it to go to theaters. And while at, at the time I would definitely enjoy, probably have enjoyed watching this in theaters, we're not afforded that luxury at this mm-hmm. time. So we decided to watch it at home and bring you guys a review of
1: it. Yeah, I believe this comes out uh, pretty soon, right, digitally uh, for at home. I want to say, what, the beginning of December? I don't remember the exact uh, date but uh, you were able to secure a very, very nice copy uh, and share it with me. Uh, uh, thanks to you, pat on the back, uh, pat on the head, uh, rub on the butt. I don't know, pat on the butt. Uh, sports only. This is sports. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Or good good job kind of thing. Yeah. I think it comes out December um, 15th, so in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, we we, did, we decided to catch a little bit early. We'll drop our review here. Uh, you know, We're going to start off spoiler free. Uh, we're going to do a very, very prominent spoiler warning because – we don't know if you've seen this movie yet, right? Yeah, you know, correct. if you're a, if you're an international listener, you may have had a, a better opportunity to see this movie because I believe that's where it's made most of its money is international. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to live in a in a state in the United States that had some movie theaters open for a bit, you may have caught it there. Uh, if you're savvy like Chris, maybe you could have watched this even when it came out in the theaters, but in your own comfort of your own home. Uh, who knows? So yeah, we'll make sure that we'll do some spoiler warnings because i think yeah. this movie definitely is spoiler worthy i mean like most nolan movies i don't think you can talk talk about it in length without spoilers well, but yeah at the top we'll, we'll put some uh, non-spoiler reviews for you
0: exactly and one of the things about this movie is i honest someone was uh, my wife was like well yes, I'll watch it with you, but what is it about? I, I literally could honestly look her in the eye and say, I don't know. <laughs> um, because, you know, again, anyone who knows Nolan films, they don't really reveal a whole lot in their trailers. Um, mm-hmm. Other than, you know, the fact that they're technically well done. Um, and, you know, you're going to hear some very unique soundtracks to these yeah Um, but
1: also the Nolan fan base is very rabid they are very excited whenever he has a new project coming out so if you really wanted to you could have been out there with the community trying to pick apart every single teaser trailer footage anything that was released but yeah I was much like you when I hit play on this movie I knew nothing about it I knew there is some sort of weird like not really time travel but there was one trailer where they showed stuff going forwards and backwards and they all the promo material had people mm. with oxygen masks going on so I was like okay there's something yeah. happening here I don't know what it is I don't know if it's like sci-fi I don't know if it's magic I don't know if Christopher Nolan's technically ever done anything magical but like yeah I didn't know what was going on either so I went in very blind
0: yeah and, and I think that's uh, a fun way to go in you know like we don't we're not really afforded that luxury in the industry that or the the Podcasts that we do, we we speculate Ooh. on news and rumors and reveals. So we're not really afforded the luxury of being completely blind a lot of the time mm. on these things, and I, I really enjoyed
1: that kind of being like well what's next what's next do I have time to go to the bathroom I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah I was looking up a few behind the scenes uh uh tidbits and info and a lot of the actors were required to read the script alone in like a locked office at Warner Brothers Studios and they weren't allowed to take it with them and some of the uh some of the actors were only given the, the pages that they were um that they were reading for so yeah Nolan kept it pretty secretive um uh, it, I don't. I don't know if it was quite to the level of secretive that maybe a Marvel movie would need to be, just because you know Marvel movies kind of a fan out into multiple movies going f- further and like casting announcement and stuff like that. That's not this type of movie. Uh, but I wouldn't really call it like an M Night Shyamalan movie either. But you know Christopher Nolan, he's a, he's kind of an uh, not avant garde, but he you know he's yeah. kind of like a big brain director. So I, I guess if he wants yeah. to keep his movie as secret as possible, it, you know that's his purview.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And you've got a lot of you know a lot of big names in here a, a lot of a lot of you know stuff like that and you know one of his first movies again um which I I'm gonna draw parallels to is if you're a big fan of uh, watching um I just lost the name of the movie it's where uh, it goes backwards <laughs> with the whole uh, movie uh, yeah you know oh no, Christopher Nolan's movie yeah Christopher Nolan's movie um uh, oh my gosh I feel, I I feel so I stupid now.
1: Why? Why can't we think of it? Uh, Memento. 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 If you're a big fan of Memento, (laughs) because I I, I knew it started, I knew it started with an M, and I was blanking. It's all. It's all the turkey. My brain is just half turkey right now.
0: Well, I was thinking the the phrase "Memento Mori," and I'm like, that's not it. Uh, You should have said that. (laughs) Uh, Memento. If you're a fan of Memento, this uh, will very much be in your wheelhouse. Um, If you're wanting a film with lots of answers, you might be a little more um, turned off by this film at at the end of it. So. but yeah, I mean, you want to, you want to jump into it, Mike? You want to you want to lay it on us? What you
1: what you do? Yeah, uh, spoiler free reviews. Um, I would have to say, I finally feel sympathetic to those that saw Inception back in the day and didn't quite understand the movie. Uh, you know, everyone was just like, "How couldn't you understand Inception?" It was uh, it was very straightforward. Like, are you stupid or something like that? And I have to say, I officially kind of feel stupid. Uh, I don't, but I don't know if it's necessarily my fault or Christopher Nolan's fault, uh, not revealing much, but there's a point in this movie where, uh, a character is kind of explaining the rules, uh, for this movie and they say, don't think about it too much. Just feel it. So it almost kind of felt like a direction to the audience of just like, don't overthink this one. Just sit back and watch it. You dumb caveman. So that's kind of how I had to approach this movie. And, uh, yeah, wow, this one's going to be weird to talk about. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but. All I can really think of is analogies, right? Like it feels like I brought a really nice piece of furniture home that I had to assemble, but it was missing a couple screws and the pieces didn't fit together exactly how I wanted, but I still got it built, but I'm not super confident looking at it, how long it's going to stay up. Yeah, I just kind of left with this weird feeling of just like, I definitely watched a Christopher Nolan movie. This was a hundred percent the same person that brought me Inception and Interstellar and all these other um, out there Christopher Nolan films. But it felt like it just didn't quite coalesce how I wanted it to. I have to say it was very very nice to watch a new big blockbuster movie again. You know we really haven't had that in the year 2020. So this was just yeah. exciting to see something new. I do feel like I would have come away with a lot more entertainment value from this film. Well maybe not a lot maybe just a little bit more if I was able to see it on the big screen. Uh, the score was a little bit different because this was the first time he hasn't worked with Hans Zimmer because he was busy working on Dune so they brought in a, a new a new guy. I don't remember what he's worked on in the past so you do get, so it does sound a little bit different, you know, a little bit fresh for Nolan so that was kind of nice uh, the, There was some big, uh, big action set pieces which is fun i feel like i haven't seen a big action set piece in a while you know i just feel like i'm in i'm in the desert and just like any drop of water you give me i'm just like so thankful for um but at the end of the film, I don't think I could quite hold this up to maybe some of his other big uh, thrillers out there. But you know, I'm not disappointed that I watched it. I think mm. everybody's going to tell you this is a film you got to watch twice to get the full effect of. But I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a lengthy movie. You know, you're like at two and a half hours. So I mean, can you set aside five hours in your life to watch this back and forth? I mean, it's 2020. Like we said, yeah. maybe you do have a spare five hours. Uh, but uh, uh yeah I, you know John David Washington uh I'm looking here on IMDb was actually uh billed as the protagonist yes. I don't I don't quite remember if I don't know if this is like a secret and his name's never actually yeah, revealed th- in the movie uh, that is true oh, okay he, he, <laughs> I wasn't, he's never
0: given a name uh, and, and yeah. it
1: really doesn't affect the plot so yeah who knows he could have been called Chuck it wouldn't have bothered me but um. Uh, I thought his his uh he seemed to be playing it a little cool. Uh, he didn't. He seemed to be uh, kind of uh, holding back a little bit. Uh, I you know I'm familiar with him from Black Klansman and the HBO show Ballers, and you know he can kind of really get up there and he can really push his uh he can really push his energy. And it I don't know if Christopher Nolan, him Christopher Nolan maybe asked him to be a little bit more reserved in this film to maybe play more of the cool, calm collected spy, but you know I think maybe I would have liked to see a little bit more out of uh, our protagonist uh, but mm-hmm. I really did um, I, really, uh, I, really, I really did enjoy Robert Pattinson's character so I'm really looking forward to seeing him in uh, the next Batman movie coming up yeah. so this was a pretty good primer for me to see him in like an action movie setting so that made me pretty excited there but you know, without revealing too much, uh, you, I I'm I'm gonna really love to bounce the ideas off of you with this uh, the spoiler part of this review. But uh, yeah, I, I would say this is probably set at like a soft like a B minus for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which which might be a, a shock to some people who really really like Noel and they pretty they high him on a really oh. they put him on a really tall pedestal. Um. But, um, yeah, it kind of makes me want to go back and watch Inception, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, it kind of makes you crave a little Nolan, uh, a little premium Nolan that maybe you didn't quite get in Tenet. But, you know, that that's how I feel. It's This is a lot of movie. This is a two-and-a-half-hour movie that I finished less than 24 hours ago, so maybe my opinion will change in the future, Uh, but I think I could still recommend this Mm -hmm. to somebody. There's some clever filmmaking going on here. Christopher Nolan knows what he's doing behind the camera 100%, but I think most of my qualms with this is possibly in the story, and then we'll touch on that in a few minutes. But uh, Chris, uh, uh, what was your feeling when you walked away from Tenant?
0: I... As someone who, again, went to film school, right, um, you, I, I, I kind of look at the production, the quality. How is this all thrown together? And I think you, you nailed a couple good points here. This is a Christopher Nolan film through and through. It's got his color style. It's got his music style, which I, I found myself listening to the music more through some of the scenes than the sounds. And the, the sound guy is actually Ludwig Goranson, who wrote the Mandalorian theme song. And oh, Black Panther. maybe that's
1: maybe that's why I'm vibing on it so yeah.
0: much. And, and and we'll talk more about how the soundtrack played with itself later, um, which is also fun because I'm going to side note here. That's the soundtrack is actually in a secret room in Fortnite in one of the locations. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan <laughs> okay. had some sort of tie in where they watched the Batman movies in Fortnite on like a projector. So they uh, put this in, like, an underground room. You break into it, and it's playing the theme song to Tenet, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went back today, because I'm at the 24-hour mark exactly, and I went back today, and I was like, man, that that is actually some really good music. So um, kudos to Ludwig Gordonson uh, getting work out there, you know, after Black Panther and, um, and, and of course, The Mandalorian, which we, we all adore here. That song gets mm-hmm. stuck in my head more than I like to admit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but back to Tenet. Christopher Nolan knows how to get scenes out of his actors that you know a, a regular probably blockbuster director is probably not getting um i've got to give a you know, huge shout. I, I agree with you john david washington as the protagonist he is he's kind of like a james bond-esque kind of character in this film right he's very yeah cool. a little bit he's collected nothing's unnerving to him he's always got a kind of a a, a plan, a way to talk his way into or out of any situation, which is is cool. Uh, but I, I I wish we would have had a little more about him. But the the, the characters around him kind of flesh out this world a little bit. Um, Robert Pattinson um, is is fantastic. You he you people are like, well, he's in Twilight. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not that Robert Pattinson. This is a a, a Robert Pattinson acting his ass off in this, which is really really fun to see. Um, and then tying that into um, you know Elizabeth Debicki, who is the uh, character I believe her name is Kat. I believe mm-hmm. um, she's actually from from Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the golden girl who who runs that planet. Oh. They steal the har- Harbulary
1: batteries from. Yeah, that's why she looked a little familiar. Yes,
0: um, and she's rail thin, right? Like uh, as an actress, but like you know she she really sells you know her her situation and and her thing. But also I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Kenneth Branagh as the villain um, was his name, uh, Sator, uh, I believe. Yeah, Sator? I think so. Um, he, uh, that's Kenneth Branagh. He played Gilderoy Lockhart in, you know, the second Harry Potter movie, right? Like he directed the first Thor movie and my wife, who's a huge Harry Potter fan, she's like, that's, there's no way that's that character that this is not Gilderoy Lockhart. I'm like, Kenneth Branagh is in here giving a very intense, emotional, um, believable performance of of what this his character can and can't do, and I was it, I'm very sold by to, that. He
1: had to do it all with a Russian accent as well, and I believe yeah. he learned to speak a little bit of Russian and to speak Russian backwards too, yeah. which is uh, this that's something like uh, a level of actor that you know really makes me uh, yeah. really makes me shocked because I can I, barely act just normally, and the fact that somebody's doing it in another language backwards is insane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so he, it's it, I mean, I just got to give the the
0: performance the the production value huge huge compliments you know Christopher Nolan d- goes in with an art style right like what was the most recent reports they don't he doesn't allow chairs on his set because if you're sitting you're not working kind of thing um and, and it shows this is great because there are some scenes and you've seen the trailer things are going one way some things are going in reverse right and you have to plan out those shots if you're gonna do both of them and mm-hmm. um th- I, I just a kudos to that I will agree with you um this plot of this film the writing is not um it's got cracks if you hold it under a light and and, mm-hmm. and they even tell you like you you mentioned specifically don't worry about it um uh, don't think about it and and i would say if you're looking for a movie you're gonna sit down and be on your phone and watch oh, this, this is not is it, not it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it at all so you got to give it your full two and a half hour attention like even like i said i was afraid to go to the bathroom at some point so i'm like i gotta pause it because i'm gonna miss something and it's gonna be very very um, disappointing to me but I, I agree I, I agree with you a B B minus era uh, for this film I'm glad I watched it I don't regret it I I think it's um, in terms of production over the last movie we did New Mutants this is a huge leaps and bounds <laughs> above that but yeah. nothing against New Mutants are just different films different budgets mm-hmm. different makers but like this is the uh, something that I would have really enjoyed to be in a theater and I'm lucky I have that theater experience at home now to watch this because it's the whole thing is just encompassing, and you just get so caught up in it, And, and but there yeah. are things where you're like, eh, it could have been better.
1: Yeah, so. Chris is uh, Chris is selling tickets to his living room now. He has a very, very fancy, uh, like, what is it, 7.1, Point What I don't yeah. even know what the numbers it's are. It's an Atmos sound system. <laughs> yeah, he's got a crazy Atmos sound system. He's got lights that glow that react to his TV, so if you... <sighs> You know, if you got that free that negative COVID test, he might let you in his house to watch a uh, tenant. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. It's it's it, yeah, it. was fun to do that. I wish it could have been in the theater, but at the same time, I, I don't regret watching it. But it's not like I'm gonna be like, yeah, you have to watch Tenant. It's I, I don't think that's my my draw here, and I I believe yeah, we're kind of on the same page.
1: I was almost expecting something in the film to be very pressing, maybe to real world, maybe politics. Because Christopher Nolan really wanted this movie to come out this year. I think this wouldn't have skipped a beat if it came out, you know, summer 2021. I think people would have waited for it just fine. You know, Nolan doesn't really have like a packed release schedule. You know, Mm -hmm. he comes out with a movie, you know, there's gaps in there, right? So I think just an extra year wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And I think everyone would have had a much you know better time if they could have seen it in a theater and it wouldn't have missed a beat so well, i don't know what the strategic uh plan was with nolan over there so no, i, I d- guess uh, i mean look forward to lots of re-releases of movies next year so we probably still will get the chance to see this in theaters yeah yeah
0: they'll, they'll definitely put it out again they shot this uh are they they'll release it on imax on 35 millimeter and 70 millimeter so if you're a fan of film Uh, like Christopher Nolan is, you will have an opportunity to watch this uh, Uh when things kind of get back to normal. Now... I will go ahead and drop in the spoiler warning because spoiler, I, it, spoiler, this is spoiler, so spoiler, hard spoiler. to talk about it without like. <laughs>
1: imagine, um, imagine that red flashing light emoji, but it's actually animated. Like yeah. that's what you need to. That's what you need to hear yeah. right now. Oh yeah,
0: exactly. Because I mean, it, I feel I'm I'm borderline almost saying things that I don't want to say. So, uh, <laughs> this is our spoiler warning. We are now in spoiler territory. If you've not watched, uh, tenant turn away. If you don't care, keep going. Or if you have watched it, keep going. So. Um, I w- I just want to ask you, Mike, at the mm-hmm. top of this one thing, what does the word tenant have to do with this fucking movie?
1: <laughs> exactly. I-, I feel like I'm kind of going crazy because, um, it. I thought tenant was already a word, but this film will make you think that the word tenant has never existed before, but like, I'm pretty sure it's a real word, right? It's well, in the dictionary. Yeah, isn't well,
0: it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're thinking the word Tenant.
1: Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh,
0: because but, I, don't, I don't think it's a real word, but like, it's like it, the whole thing is like armed with a word tenant, you know, this is going to set your whole journey on it. I'm like, okay, maybe this word has something to do with why time is flowing backwards. It doesn't. It just literally gets him into talking to the first, um, the Indian arms dealer and that's it. It's never said but,
1: again. But at the same time, they make a point to tell you that the, that the word could open the wrong doors too. Yeah. So I was waiting for like wait. I was waiting for something like that to happen. And then it's also really confusing because there's already a secret word also. What is it like? Something happens at twilight. There's no oh, uh, good guys at dusk. Or, yeah, uh, uh, I have I have no friends at dusk or something like that. Yeah, man. something like that. So it's just like how many layers of secret society are there? I, I think that's this is one of the biggest uh, flaws of the movie for me is we don't really know who uh, John David Washington, the protagonist, is. Right? I, right. I think they're trying to say he's like some sort of very er, er, very covert CIA, but then he gets recruited into Tenant. But he's, but it seems like he's not really recruited into tenant. It seems like he still has a CIA job, but he kind of has this higher call of like, go do your normal CIA job. But whenever you can do some extra tenant stuff, you know, go out and do it. But then he just kind of fully goes into tenant. So it, it kind of gets confusing on what exactly he's doing. Like, it's, mm-hmm. does he strictly start out on a mission? Like, I guess it's to find out where these inversion bullets come from and then it spirals out from there. But I was confused on, Is he doing this for the CIA? Is he doing it for for, Tenant? He's doing it for Tenant. No, and and we never see that one guy again who talks to him on the boat. Like he was kind of like the 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 head of the the whatever CIA. He's like, yeah, yeah,
0: "Yeah, you're technically dead to us. Go work for this other company.
1: Yeah, so that that was a little confusing. Um, and then the confusion doesn't really stop from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, did, I wanted to just know more about this character because he's making a lot. He makes a lot of decisions based on morality. Right. And we get a little bit of that at the very beginning of the movie where he decides to not just uh, jump skip away from the opera house and he loops around to collect these bombs to save these people these innocent people so you can see that oh he is a moral good guy you know he is a protagonist but then that's kind of the only really example that we get but to me it just seemed like he was doing his job whereas he makes a lot of decisions to go against the better judgment of stopping entire existence from wiping out based on his relationship with cat And her daughter, right? He's just like, oh, I got to make sure that this woman stays alive. Yeah, son. I got to make sure this woman stays alive and gets back together with her son just because I'm a good guy. Yeah. And I'll risk literally the entire existence of humanity and maybe even possibly the universe. Who knows what could happen if this algorithm actually goes off right Mm -hmm. and he just was really risk it off for this person you know you would expect somebody would kind of make that judgment if it was their own family right or their own or their own like son so that 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 felt a little weak to me right you know if you want to propel your protagonist through your story I feel like you need something a little bit more intense than just like you know a a client somebody related to a client that you're trying to get in contact with
0: right someone who's like a painting I guess evaluator An art evaluator who just Mm -hmm. happened to be estranged to the person who's going to end the world. Um, Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like the relationship, like not really like romantic relationship, but the relationship between them uh, grew hard and fast. Um, But I did enjoy the scene at the dinner where they were like, "Okay," she's like, "Okay," these people are going to beat you up and kill you. And she gets in the car, and the guy's like, no, he wants you to watch him get beat up and killed. Then he just totally whoops ass through that kitchen. Uh, that was a pretty fun scene overall. Uh, because it didn't involve any, uh, this entropy reversion kind of thing going on. That was like, I think the only fight scene that went forward the whole time. Uh, because the rest of them had people moving forward and moving backwards. We watched, this movie would probably be an hour and a half if we didn't re-watch some of it again,
1: I feel. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, let, let's go ahead and talk about this whole inversion, yeah. uh, because for me, it, it makes total sense from Christopher Nolan's point of view of like, I have this amazing idea of filming things forwards and backwards and then showing him again later from a different point of view. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a really amazing uh, theater going and cinematic experience. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad he went to all the effort to, you know, try all of this out. But I think the only time I really, really enjoyed it was the first time that uh that uh john david washington kind of went through the reverse world right you know where he gets in that car yeah and he's going back through the car chase backwards because it was the first time we would get to experience that it's almost like he's in another dimension right and he's trying to run things backwards and figure things out i thought that was pretty cool and i like the idea of like fire is actually cold and you have to wear the oxygen mask because your membranes aren't going to be able to breathe this like backwards inverted this inverted air. I thought that was really, really cool. But through the rest of the film, I just kind of felt like I was watching somebody's experimental short film. And it's, and I, you know, I click play on YouTube and I'm just like, Oh God, this is 18 minutes long. Mm -hmm. That's really long for a YouTube short film, but like the rest of the movies like that. So well, I think that's the other. I think that's the other crux of the film it, for me. Right? Is like I don't think the gimmick for me personally was strong enough to rest an entire film on. And I'll agree, it is really, really cool. And the amount of stuff that I read after I watched this movie of how difficult and how much planning and just how much sheer time and organization it took to film all of this, it sh- it shocks me. I mean, Christopher yeah. Nolan is a, is a craftsman beyond no doubt, and I would never judge his his filmmaking. Uh, making ability at all but I think once all was said and done when it was put on the screen I was just kind of like "Eh, okay yeah that's that's kind of cool so I was just kind of like you know I was kind of hoping for like a bigger I'm sure he would have wanted a bigger reaction out of me for all the work that he did and I wish I could tell him that but unfortunately I was just like yeah that's kind of cool this is kind of hard to figure out what the hell's going on okay he's going forward but also kind of backwards like uh, okay well, I, good thing you had a character earlier in the movie to tell me not to worry about this well too I, much.
0: I don't think the forward and backward really bothered me too much what i think got to me was it felt like it's like hey you're part of this secret organization that use it like we don't know what these machines are that do the inversion right okay now well now we've seen one Uh, And then the next thing you know, like, okay, it's like one person's doing inversion. And the next thing you know, you have a a small group of army doing inversion. And that guy with the beard is actually Aaron Taylor Johnson, by the way, who was like the the third member. Really? Yeah, that was Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, known for being Quicksilver in the Marvel movies. Uh, I was like, whoa, holy shit. Whoa, (laughs) that beard
1: really changes him entirely.
0: And then the next thing we see, a whole army battle scene using this. Technology, right? So, like, mm-hmm. it started off as like, I think the first half of the movie they hardly did it. Like, you didn't see it except maybe once or twice. They, they, mm-hmm. really, and then it really escalates how much of this inversion they're doing and how easily accessible this technology is. Because uh, I'm, I thought the ending was cool where they again when we talked about the temporal <clears throat> pincer movement where they've got one team going in backwards or you know going in in reverse and the other team going in forwards. I thought that was very interesting. I didn't quite understand how some of it lined up because there's this one where, like, there's this building and they fire two rocket launchers at it. Like, one undetonates it and the other one detonates it and it goes a different way than it was before,
1: I guess. Yeah, and I believe they did that because it's supposed to be, like, a distraction. It's just supposed to give them some cover uh it's just really hard to wrap my brain around like i said these are the moments where i feel stupid because i feel like christopher nolan has this all charted out on like a graph and it makes total sense and if you sent in like a bunch of experts they would look at all this like oh no this is perfect he filmed everything perfectly everything's exactly as it should be if this technology existed this is exactly how it would play out but me as a person kind of like quote unquote in the audience i'm just like huh so like that's how i feel during the whole movie i'm just like okay i uh, so i'm trying to imagine a battlefield okay you have normal soldiers like attacking this base but also you have like backward soldiers so i'm I'm just attacking the base yeah so i'm just like if i was like a soldier just on the ground like a normal person would i just see a bunch of people walking backwards and i'm like am i allowed to could i technically shoot those people yeah but can they shoot me or they have they already shot me right so And it's just like, it's very, it's very confusing. And like, they do some things that I don't entirely sure if they make sense. Like the, um, the, the, the woman cat who gets shot, they take her through that, that chamber to invert her. But I don't understand how inverting her keeps her alive. Mm -hmm. You know, I almost thought what was going to happen was like, Oh, the bullet stuck in her. And if we invert her, the bullet will like reverse itself out. Like I was expecting her to be totally normal at the end of the movie, but she still had the scar. So I was just like, wait, how does how does inverting her heal her? I'm sure somebody could explain it to me, but, at this point, should somebody have to explain it to me? So well, that was one thing that would confused me. I
0: think overthinking it like that is is what he doesn't want us to do. I think it uh, visually, those things I, I was talking about look cool, right? Like a rocket unexploding and another one exploding. Like I think he yeah. was going for cool shots. Technically, they work, but at the same time, eh, it's it's whatever. Eh. Uh, I think
1: my favorite shots were when there was some sort of atmospheric dust or clouds or something that were going uh-huh. in reverse. I think that looked the coolest and, to me. And the
0: car uh, crash on the interstate in reverse, uh, and then later seeing that actually happen, quote unquote, in real mm. time, and everything else was in reverse. Um, mm. I will tell you one one of my I really enjoyed what it came down. To, it felt like a kind of an oceans moment was the freeport scenario where they go through oh, the yeah. the um, where they hold all these paintings and stuff and then they actually did something cool which I kind of called the moment I'm like I bet they're fighting themselves um, oh
1: yeah because you, you, you they made sure to the disguise their identity and Robert Patton said obviously looks at one of them and then doesn't tell him who it is yeah
0: because you're like uh, he let him go he knows who mm-hmm. that person is so I was like okay but I didn't expect him to revisit later because I thought that was kind of cool how they kind of all did this um, this whole yeah, scene I-
1: yeah, I love the idea how these inversion, like, machines exist kind of around the world, uh, but they can't get to, them. like, if you, you'll, you're you'll basically stuck in time unless you find another machine. It's almost like you're going back in time, and the only way to come back is to find a time machine, but the one you had is broke or something like that, yeah. so you have to go, like, find another one. So I do like how they had to go back there. So yeah, those are really clever, because, like, I love heist stuff, you know, I love yeah. all of these, I love all of these components that they add to the film, yeah. Um, because so, the, yeah
0: there are some some i i like it was cool like seeing them drive down the road and that backwards and when they throw that um i guess the algorithm across the card it went backwards through it i'm like there's some really Ooh. cool shots now when you sit down and think about them does it really make sense did it make sense the first time it's just kind of like a a surprise reveal later is that yeah. worth the whole film i don't know but you know i think i think it's visually cool but when you do sit and try to figure it out you're like what the hell just happened man
1: yeah and also if you kind of think of the whole premise of the movie of uh, of what do they keep saying like you can't change what happened what's what's happened has happened i think yeah so the more they lean into that i just keep thinking what what's the point of watching this movie almost is kind of what it feels like cuz usually when you're watching a film you're expecting the the protagonist to change the outcome right they're going to save the day they're going to be the hero so i guess he's he's already say technically if you if you look at it that way if he's alive at the beginning of the movie That means he's already saved the day and we're just watching it unfold. So I don't know if Christopher Nolan just kind of wants you to go through that trippy thought process in your head and uh, just really enjoy that. But it almost kind of seems like, well, he saved the day because nothing can be changed. It's not like in other time travel movies where you can go back in time, you can change it. Um, I was getting a lot of Looper vibes out of this uh, because you have people from the future sending messages to the past to kind of benefit themselves. And so I was really, I really wanted to see the future at some point in time. I wanted to see the people who were pulling all the strings. Uh, just because this whole algorithm nonsense makes no sense, it's. I feel. I feel like this is Christopher Nolan's thing, right? You know, he made that whole <laughs> anti the anti gravity equation in Interstellar. If you think about too much, doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no secret. There's no secret math that's going to let you defy the law of physics and basically lift an entire building or space station in the space, right? And just like, there's no algorithm that's going to let you uh, just like invert the world, but. I do kind of like how the inversion was kind of explained by radiation because then at least it seemed a little scientific and not so magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then why was the algorithm like this weird kind of like metal uh, like crank? Like it looked like a crank that well, you would pull from the underside of like a like a cement it, truck or something.
0: Well, I'm going to I'm going to pull pull a thing out of out of comic books here called the Anti-Life Equation. Uh, which is essentially Oof. like Darkseid's goal, right? Is to get this anti-life equation, and this felt like that, like in a in our real world scenario, like we have this thing that's going to, you know, in the world, uh, you know, and because we can, but like we're not going to explain what it does. It's just
1: yeah, I think it's, it's got I a fun me, name. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it just kind of felt a little out of place. Uh, It was never really
0: like that was the end goal was to get it. But there was never really anything about it, like either. Right. Like, if I see you again, I'll kill you. Hide this. Uh, And that Mm -hmm. was it. I I would also say in that in that moment uh, with with Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, John David Washington and Robert Pattinson is like, you know, we see. I I mean, when when he saw that backpack with that trinket, I'm like, that's Robert Pattinson. I'm like, Mm -hmm. they didn't really hide that very well. But if you wanted, that's some Doctor Who shit right there, Mike. You you're just getting into Doctor Who. <laughs> that whole time travel, seeing yourself like meeting at the end and this and the beginning for somebody else. That's some Doctor Who shit you're gonna run into later. Yeah. So uh, I
1: think that's the I think that's the hardest thing to wrap my brain around is this is a time travel movie, but the time travel has all of these very specific rigid rules on them that it's not really time travel. So it's like my brain is trying to go to the to its safe space of time travel the, a concept that you that I can understand but it's Christopher Nolan's time travel so it's extra yeah. confusing uh, so I have to say I'm glad that a movie has come along that we can sit down and talk about on the podcast and just try to figure it out yeah. because just figuring out is fun um, I'm I'm probably going to look up some explainer videos of this movie on YouTube and it, I'll be excited to maybe see somebody who gets it you know try to uh, get it across to me I don't think that's necessarily going to break my opinion of the movie even though my opinion of the movie is not particularly low I had a good time yeah uh, but I would maybe like to feel a little bit more comfortable with the premise maybe I could help some other people out in the future if they were confused Maybe like okay well here we go I've, I've gone through this whole trauma well, before so let me try to help you through it as well
0: do you think someone's <laughs> gonna edit this to where it goes the other way oh I'm, I mean I wouldn't be surprised like a fan maybe. edit, where they're like okay we, <laughs> we are now gonna watch it the other direction from Robert Pattinson's view like, yeah kind of thing.
1: that that's another thing, too. I usually don't notice editing too often in movies because I feel like if it's done well, you you almost don't notice it. You're just, oh, I'm watching a movie because it was edited right. But there were some moments that are kind of strange where like uh, Robert Patton said and um, uh, John David Washington, they're like sleeping in a container truck, right? They're like, oh, let's get some sleep. And then the very next scene uh, like it's snaps and uh, they're in the same location, but everybody's awake. So it's just kind of like if you were to blink... Or, you know, even if, like, you just, like, sneeze or, I don't know, you looked up at the ceiling for, like, a microsecond, it's just, like, it was a very, it's a very strange cut. So, I don't know if that's intended to just kind of make you feel uneasy of this weird reverse world that you're in, but, yeah, some of the cuts did seem kind of odd to me. I I took that one as, they were, so, in this world,
0: to go back in time, you go inverted and then you just live through time backwards pretty much,
1: right? Yeah, I think so. And
0: they were on this cargo container being shipped to this, um, to where the um, cat is going to go get on the. No, this was going back to the, um, I believe the plan- right, the the airport. Yeah, I believe, yeah, the yeah. freeport. So like they had to just wait it out. They just had to like live mm. through like four or five days backwards again. Um, yeah. So they blinked, just like okay, like this is boring. Like sleeping backwards sucks. Like just living in yeah. a container is a, a nightmare. But yeah, I guess yeah, I, 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 it's, th- it's not it's not the best way to to show the passage of time. But I was like, I know what you're saying, but it didn't bother me as much because I'm like, I know what they're saying. Like
1: they're just I, living through it. A shipping yeah. container I, I mean i i know i already touched on it but i think my single favorite choice and decision in this film is kind of the oxygen component mm. it's just kind of one of those interesting tidbits where the movie could be exactly the same without it really but adding this kind of element helps you um helps you uh, visually identify different soldiers in that final battle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they go to the they go to the extra lengths of putting the, the straps on them, too. But yeah, putting they have oxygen masks on, which is pretty cool. Uh, it means if you're moving throughout the world, like, you're not totally safe unless you're tethered to this, like, supply. It, it would have been cool if maybe it hop, if it happened one time where they got ripped from the oxygen, but it really only happened in that car crash where you had to put the mask back on, so I thought maybe it would pop up again. Who knows? Maybe it's, like, a deleted scene or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was, you know, Christopher Nolan's the type of guy that makes those decisions. And I think those decisions are fun. So uh, I think that I I think the final word I can leave with this movie is it is 100 percent a Christopher Nolan movie. If you've ever liked a Christopher Nolan movie, I think you'll enjoy this as well. Um, But, yeah, I just don't think you could kind of put this up there maybe in like the top three. Right. You know, this is you know, this is kind of one of those maybe like B tier Nolan movies doesn't quite make it to A tier. But hell, a B tier Nolan movie is still pretty good. Right. So um yeah, I think I could uh, easily recommend this uh to anybody out there if if they got the time. Like uh like you mentioned, uh, I don't yeah. think you can casually watch this one on your uh, cell phone. Maybe the third or fourth time you, you watch the movie, you can kind of detach a little bit, but um yeah, uh, stay tuned. Uh uh we'll, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about this yeah. more in the future.
0: Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think I think there there will be fans of this movie. Uh there will be people who think it's the better of the films, but I honestly think I agree with you. Like, you know, I'd probably, I, I don't go back and watch inception a lot. It's also a long movie, uh, very lofty with lots of things, but I think it handles its premise a little, uh, like it, it holds your hand a little more through the premise. Right. Mm. Um, because they start with the premise and this one, you don't get to the premise until later down the road. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it's like that, but also I, I do feel remnants of memento, in this I'm like he borrowed from that movie which was told backwards mm-hmm. in a terms of visual storytelling not just the story in and of itself so um yeah I think I'd tell people to watch it but like you know if you're going to watch it you need to watch it or you're going to come out bitching at the end of it like I didn't understand it <laughs> yeah cuz you didn't look at it so um yes yeah, fun time fun time glad we got to watch this and and, and do a little little short review on it so
1: yeah uh, adding a, another uh, another review to the 2020 shelf it's yeah. a very small shelf yeah. not a lot on it doesn't need to hold a lot of weight we didn't need the we didn't need to anchor it into a stud it's just using yeah. a drywall anchor to hold the 2020 reviews yeah. up on the wall
0: yeah it's just just <laughs> a little nail up there uh we'll, we'll, we'll replace it later with the bigger shelf uh, people mm. want to know more about what you're up to, Mike, uh, what you're doing before we go record our regularly
1: scheduled weekly news episode. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on uh, Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan. Eighty-seven. Uh, catch me on there. Hit me up. Uh, if people want to know more about our shows, our regularly scheduled news episodes we do, maybe some other reviews, the few we've done this year, um, where can they find those at?
1: Oh, that's really easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. We are on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from our fans. Uh, if you've had a chance to see Tenant, what did you think? It's finally time to let the floodgates open. I have been totally avoiding everything about this movie ever since it was announced because i didn't want anything spoiled so now i've finally seen it so now you can throw all the tenant stuff that you want at us uh let us know what you thought about the movie what are your theories uh send it on over and we'd love to hear from you uh but as always if you want to be a super fan of the podcast all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy uh it's 2020 so you got to make sure you wear your mask and socially distance and uh you will be a super fan indeed yep and we'll catch you next time see you all right bye everybody Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Okay. I think I'm ready to jump into this review Mm -hmm. whenever...